This podcast was sponsored by us because who else would sponsor two college guys talking about technology? <laughs> but seriously, check us out on Twitter. I'm underscore Superman and it's hubs. Check us out on Twitter to ask us any questions, give us any advice, or if you have any thoughts about what we're talking about on the podcast, feel free to let us know. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody. We are live. Come at you from the dormer apartment. And we have, who do we have? Tyler. We have Tyler. And what's your name? Uh, my name is Evan. Do you need to spell that out? Uh, yes. Do you even go to college? Yes. <laughs> Do you want it in a sentence, too? <laughs> Can I have the term in a sentence, please? Uh, yeah, Evan is recording a podcast. But welcome. Welcome to Dorm Tech number two. Woo! Can you believe that it's number two already? That's crazy. It's only the second one. <laughs> But um, how are you? How's how's college? Uh, it's going good right now. Um, we're kind of past the halfway point of the semester at this point. Um, so yeah. that's pretty nice. Yeah, we have we have kind of taken like a, a midterms and stuff like that. So we're kind of at the home stretch, you know, my home stretch of the first semester. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But uh, so just updating you guys on our tech. Um, how you like how okay how you liking your iPad Pro? Uh, did so is your iPad Pro new to the podcast? Like, did you did you talk about it last po- podcast? Do you remember? Um, it is new to the podcast. It is new to the podcast. So I was getting. I was in the process of looking at getting one last time. Okay, so you got one. Update. So indeed, I did get one. So so do you want to update everyone at home about it? Yeah, I'll talk about it. Um, so I ended up going with the iPad Pro. I got the 12.9 inch and I got 256 gigs of storage, non-cellular. Um, so far, I love it. You love it? I do. It has been fantastic. I have not missed my laptop. I have really been enjoying the um, higher refresh rate screen. Um, also, just the quality of the screen in general is really good for consuming content. And um, also, I'm able to get stuff done and read everything clearly. Um yeah, it is a great tablet. I would recommend it to anybody. Um, I'm re- really, really, really enjoying it. And 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 you've been using the wireless uh, keyboard as well. The, like the yes, yeah, so I have the, a like a one. wireless Apple keyboard that I got a while ago. It's like the good key, the good old keyboards, not the new. Ones. Oh yeah, the, the nice like sort of clacky keyboard, like the nice like yeah. clicky ones. Yep, mm-hmm. not the like the old MacBook MacBook ones that are just like the new like. The new ones that feel like you're just kind of typing on paper and yeah, yeah, it's not they one sucks, yeah, yeah. So I'm loving it. It's really great. Um, would highly recommend. Like I said, um, yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, the phone life, I guess, the phone realm. My iPhone yeah. 11, uh, my iPhone 11 came in. I think, I think last time I recorded, it wasn't here. So. Yeah, I'm liking it. I'm liking it so far. There's uh, there's some changes from the iPhone 10. Um, obviously, the screen isn't isn't like the greatest I've noticed on some oh, apps, and especially like taking pictures. Um, just like just I, I I know I'm not seeing the full picture like I took it. Um, so like I kind of have to like show it like show it on either on my um, on my Pixel or like on my on my computer to see like the full resolution. But I mean, other than that, it's fast. It's awesome. I love it. I don't know. I just I'm loving it so far. But uh, but we're not we're not here to talk about us and our tech. 
we're here to get down and dirty with Google. Yes, we are. Because something, something big, something big just happened with with Google. They they had their hardware event. This was October fifteenth, um, and Google Google released a lot of stuff, um, including a phone, a new home sort of device collection, and uh, and a new laptop, a new heavier duty, cheaper and. Not better laptop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's start it out right with the meat and potatoes. Let's get right into the picture. Ah, the meat and potatoes. Yes, yes. Let's uh, let's dive right in here. Ah, okay. All right. So let's just get right into the thing that you've so, all been waiting for. Did we learn anything new about this phone after the event? About the Pixel? No. Yes. <laughs> we already <laughs> no. knew everything. I, I mean, we already knew what it looked like. We already knew kind of like what it was going to have and what it was going to be. Um, I'm not sure if we knew exactly like what the specs were in the camera um, or like like what kind of like uh, video quality we'd get. But I knew that everyone was speculating about the the um, the actual processor. The battery would be a little bit bigger um, and the colors as well. However... The cameras, um, there's two 12.2 megapixel cameras, uh, one of them being wide angle, another one just a regular camera, and then a 16 megapixel telephoto camera. So they're kind of following in the line of the triple camera on the back, started by, was that the Mate 20 Pro that started that, or was it LG? Wait, what are, you, are you talking about a triple camera on the back? The, the triple camera on the back. There's no triple camera on the back of this phone. What? It is a double camera. A single 12.2 megapixel wide angle. Well, then why is GSM Arena? It, it, uh, <laughs> it yeah, proved so me wrong. What there is this? Are, there are, there's a telephoto and there's a normal uh, camera. The 12.2 is the normal camera and the 16 megapixel is for well, the Well, then telephoto. why in the heck do they have that big square? Uh, I don't know. Well, anyways, there's a 12.2 megapixel (laughs) wide angle camera and there's a 16 megapixel telephoto uh, camera. So side by side. um, And then below it is the flash that they even said in their presentation that we hope that you'll be using it for a flashlight. So I don't know if that means that the flash sucks or if they're just no, really they're just saying they're that, really leaning on their like night vision or something like that. Yeah, their computational night vision without a flash is what they're relying on. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I I haven't seen the actual, the actual night vision yet. I don't think I've seen a photo of night vision yet with the pixel. It's it's incredible. I have seen some pictures. Okay, um, I mean, like, okay, I I I get that. I get that. However, the only thing I'm worried about. Okay, so. Just covering the front real quick. It's a 18, or sorry, yeah, 18, eight megapixel uh, front-facing camera, the selfie camera. But the video on this thing, okay, 2160p at 30 frames per second. Um, so I, this is why I don't like to say that Pixel has the best camera on a smartphone ever, because yes, it takes beautiful, amazing pictures whenever he's just standing still. However, whenever the whenever you're trying to take a, a, a video or anything, it just sucks. <laughs> like it's it doesn't suck. It's pretty good, but it's still not the best that it could be, especially for what what we pay attention to on the Pixel phone, which is the camera. I mean, you, it you could look be a at, lot better. You look at even the iPhone. My iPhone 11 can shoot 4K 60 FPS on the front and the back cameras. 
Like why, why, why Google? I just give us a good video too. If if Google had iPhone quality video and it took the amazing pictures that it does standing still, I, I no doubt I that I would say like, yep, yeah, mm-hmm, this is the best camera on the market right now. But it's like the best uh, photograph camera. It, it is the best photography camera. Like just the best. Like if you're best, if you're just taking a, a picture of something, like a yeah, fantastic camera. Video though, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, just might as well forget about it because iPhone is just going to blow it out of the water. Um, but anyways, I'm just I, I'm not gonna rant about the camera because I mean it's it's following the square pattern just like uh, just like the iPhone and Mate 20 Pro and just yeah, everyone's just going square now. Uh, but anyways, um, the actual hardware inside uh, the Snapdragon 855. I think that's the most updated one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, six gigs of RAM. So I think that that's still that's a the decent same number. It's kind of low. What'd you say? It's a decent number of RAM, like amount of RAM, but it's kind of a low. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It is a little. Low. I mean, compared to like like the OnePlus um, lineup, where what the McLaren have what like what twelve gigs? Twelve. Yeah. Twelve gigs of RAM in in the McLaren version. I mean, okay. I get that they don't want to put as much RAM in the phone because there's not a lot of processes that go on because they want to make it as clean as possible. However, whenever you're multitasking, that RAM is going to come. You're going to want that as much RAM as you as you need, or you're going to want you know that insane amount of RAM whenever you're multitasking, whenever you're trying to do many things at once on your phone, trying to get many things done at once. You're going to want that RAM, and you're going to want as much RAM as possible. I mean, the iPhone has four gigs of RAM. But they also have the. It's um, extremely optimized. Right, right. Like it's 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 really smooth just with four gigs of RAM. So like, I get that like they're kind of they're kind of proving that they don't need a lot of RAM, but it's still not perfect. And I think that they're up. If they were to upgrade to eight gigs of RAM, um, then I think that people would be a little bit more happy, just because it would be a lot faster, a lot smoother, and I don't know. And I just I think it'd be all all, all together I think better. One of the common problems with Pixel phones is that they tend to slow down with age. Yeah. And so that fully has to do with the lack of memory that it has on the inside. And um, like I think that that's a trait of all Android phones. However, I I mean, honestly, I think Pixels and uh, the OnePlus phones um, are and and the Nexus phones. Um, they're all like. They all tend to keep their speed longer, longer than like Samsung, LG, what have you. Um, they tend to keep their speed a little bit longer. However, um, I mean, it's still they're still susceptible to, to slowing down. It's not like iPhone where someone can have a 6S. Yeah, it's, it seems slow, but like it's not like drastically slower than the iPhone 10. I mean, it's, it's in comparison, you can still do the same thing around the same speed. Um, All right, let's let's move on to the next thing. Here. Uh, so uh, let's it, talk about the front of the phone. The the front of the phone, the front of the phone. What was it? A sixty hertz display. Ninety hertz. Night. I was wrong. <laughs> ninety hertz it's display. A, yes. So ninety hertz display. Uh, what what is OnePlus at right now? Ninety as well, I think. Ninety as well. Yes. So this is this is the biggest thing that I'm like, yeah. 90 hertz display like the, okay the fact that they're 
moving along into display. Samsung gets it right with display as well. However, that 90 hertz display is going to feel very smooth. And that that refresh rate is just going to it's going to make it feel like everything is moving, moving as smooth as you want it to and as fast as you want it to. Um, I mean, it, it it's not going to be like like I will always say it's not going to be like as smooth as an iPhone because it's just iPhones is meant to be that, that smooth, but it's still going to be super smooth. It's it's going to be it's not going to be like smooth like a, a 144 hertz monitor, which it's getting close to, but it's still going to be a, a, a beautiful display and a very smooth display. Um, you know, anyway. So there are two things that I have heard that are downfalls to this display. Uh, first being that there's like a dynamic um, refresh rate mode that it has set by default. Um, where it'll toggle itself down to 60 hertz when you're not using, when it thinks you're not using the phone, okay? So anytime there's an animation, it'll boot it up to 90 hertz so that the animation is smooth, or like when you're scrolling around, like it'll it'll boost it to 90 hertz, and then when you're not using it, reading something, or, you know, watching something that doesn't support it, like it'll toggle it down to 60 hertz. <clears throat> now, the problem, I've, the problem I've heard with this is that apparently the smart toggling back and forth has not been working that well so apparently it's been like sometimes stuck at 60 hertz sometimes it's you know it's hitting that 90 hertz when you want it but then sometimes it's not so then it it goes so like it, it's it's a weird balance so like sometimes it'll be a 90 hertz and then you'll be like wow this is great and then it kind of seems like it's like stuttering almost when it goes back down to 60 when you're not expect like when you're not expecting it to so True. like that's kind of been a problem that um a lot of people have been talking about also they said that it's not the brightest display they said that the outdoor uh, indirect sunlight um, brightness is not that good. But ju- that's just two things to mention that I've heard of from other reviews and whatnot. As far as the display, I think they're, they're, they're just trying to prevent against any burn-in like the Pixel 2 was susceptible to. Like, like uh, so, so much so that, like, like working at Best Buy, like, I remember walking past the Pixel 2 phones and we would have to keep putting new displays out just because the screens were getting burned in so badly. And you just see the Google logo, literally whatever app you launched, whether it was YouTube, you know, the, the just a demo app, um, you know, whatever app, it would always be that Google, Google logo and then like some of the shapes would get burned in as well. So I think that the, they're trying to, you know, protect themselves against that. But also... I, I remember seeing a picture, I don't know if it was MKBHD or who, but wasn't there a picture and uh, an option in the developer settings to change the smart, like, switch, like, to, like, change it so it's always utilizing the 60 hertz display yes, or always utilizing a, the 90 hertz display? There is a dev setting that you can do force 90 hertz, and so it'll force the screen to be 90 hertz at all times. Yeah. That yeah. is in the dev settings, yes. So, I mean, like, that's good that they included this, but I think that it shouldn't be a developer setting. I think it should be an accessibility setting, just a regular setting that anyone can access, or anyone that like that doesn't know how to access the developer settings. I think it should just be a clear as day setting because like people should know. People should know what their phone is doing whenever they're looking at an image or looking at a video. Like they they should know that. And I get that they're trying to like cut down on like battery usage and everything like that, but I mean it's. No, it's something that I think that Google has to be transparent with. Um, speaking of transparency, the one thing that was leaked uh, so so badly was was the colors. Um, 
So the colors are just black, clearly white, and oh, oh so, so orange. orange. <laughs> I <laughs> I just I I I love their colors, their color naming scheme. I liked um, oh, not pink. What was that? That was last year. Not it's not oh, pink. Um, I do like oh so orange. Um, I think people will be like, wow, that's kind of funny. I'll buy this phone. And some people will be like, well, that's not really professional. But hey, I I, I don't know. But I, I think it's funny. I think it's uh, a good way to be like, wow, this company is like, they're chill. They're just like, ah, it's so orange instead of space gray and like midnight black. Like eh, it's just, it's just kind of laid back, you know, um, as well as the hardware of the phone, the software of the phone, like the um, redesigned assistant, like the Google assistant. So instead of like a white menu that pops up whenever you squeeze the phone or whatever you say, uh, hey, Google and stuff like that, um, there's actually just a slim bar that shows up on the bottom screen and it says like, how can I help or something like that? Like it actually, it looks like it's supposed to be there instead of just like a sticker that comes up on the bottom of your screen, like being like, oh, okay, you summoned to me. So yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a lot cleaner design. I think it's going to be a, a really beneficial thing for you know not getting in people's way. Yeah, I, I I think that they've made it so that they made it look like it's supposed to be there and just it's just kind of like blends in with everything else. So like, mm-hmm. and that that's what it should be, right? It should be you know you're buying a Google phone. The Google Assistant should look like it's supposed to be there instead of just like a third party app that you just downloaded from yeah. you know from apk.com or whatever and just say, ah, it's, it's the new assistant I got. Look, it's Google A or something like that. But um, Speaking of other new Google things, <laughs> the Nest. Google Nest Home oh, boy. Mini. So this, I, I was confused about this and, and you and you can vouch for this. I Google Nest, okay. So pretty much what they're doing is taking the Google Home product, like the Google Home uh, Mini, the Google the, the Google Hub, and then um, like the regular Google Home, and making it Google Nest. So this is a new naming scheme. Um, Do you want me to explain for, all of it? Go, yeah, go ahead and explain the new naming scheme. So the, what I heard, the reasoning behind the naming switch, um, in light of the recent controversies with google and them taking your data like what data they have of yours blah blah blah, like that whole thing um google realized that people are kind of scared of them in a way like they're like oh we don't we don't trust google anymore because they took um they're you know they're taking our info and selling it to advertisers and whatnot um and so what google is trying to do here with this rebrand um is they acquired nest a while ago so like they own the nest brand so it's totally fine and, and good with that. But what they're trying to do is that they recognize that people don't want to put a Google product per se in their home because they just don't trust Google. And what they're doing and what they're recognizing is that people are comfortable with putting a Nest product in their home. And so essentially they're just rebranding it to kind of have a way to get their stuff into your home easier and making you feel a little bit more comfortable about it. It's still the same product. Just because the name's different doesn't mean that they're not doing the same thing with it. But it's just like a way that they're trying to kind of get around the whole people are scared of Google idea. And and for those of you who don't necessarily know what Nest is, Nest started out as like 
um, a typical like thermostat. So like a like a, a smart, a smart thermostat, thermostat company, yeah. uh, or like you know just kind of like adjusting the heating in your home or adjusting like I, I'm going to turn off the lights, lock the doors from my smartphone. And there have been companies like to take over that, but Google has pretty much swallowed that entire company. And I think that this is I think this is this is the right move just because they're able to kind of cross the two worlds. So calling it Google Nest, they're encouraging people to use their Google Home, their Google Hub and whatever, you know, whatever they have to turn off your lights, you know, turn the temperature in your house up or down. You know, they're kind of like encouraging, like, use the smart assistant instead of like getting up and turning the knob, turn the knob, say, Google, change my temperature to 69 degrees, 70 degrees, whatever. And, you know, and utilize that assistant. Um, and I think that I think that they, they're making a good call. I think they're making a good call in, in naming in this. Um, plus, it's just it just sounds better. Like having like a Google Nest living in like your own nest where like you have all kinds of people walking in and out, having your own nest and having your own products in your nest. I think this is this is a good naming scheme. I think that people are going to catch on to it very quickly. Um, they, 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 they made a new version of the mini of the Google nest mini. Um, this one can be mounted on a wall with, with their mounting, with their, uh, mounting thing. Um, so I'm guessing there's just, a, oops, I'm guessing it's just a hole that's like, I'm guessing it's just a hole in the actual, like on the bottom of the Google home mini. I, I don't know, but, um, yeah, neither do I. but, uh, and then they have the Google or the, yeah, the Google nest max. Or the Hub Max, I don't, I don't know, but it's it's pretty much the the Hub Google Home Hub, just the bigger version, and then um, and, and, and I'm guessing they'll they'll that they'll have this naming scheme moving forward, the the Google Nest. I would assume so. I would assume so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's smart. It's smart. So why not? Um, speaking of why, the Pixel, <laughs> the Pixel Book Go. Just, just why? <laughs> just why? Just why? Uh, so this is um. This is a, a clear, not attack, but this is a clear attempt cast, like a fishing line cast to the people who are looking at the Surface Go, the Microsoft Surface Go. So the Microsoft Surface Go presented itself as a cheaper, more like pretty much a more affordable Surface Book that you were able to take wherever. It was a little bit more um, durable. However, it just wasn't as fast. So the Pixelbook, the Pixelbook started at like a thousand dollars, right? The Pixelbook Go starts out at six fifty. So that's a decent. I mean, it's more than a quarter discount. However, it's just I, I don't know if it's worth it. I re- I really don't know if it's worth it. Um, I mean, it's running Chrome OS, which I I'm still not a fan of. Um, through like their 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 Chromebooks and stuff like that, but I mean it's I I I, I don't I don't know I mean I do I think it's going to do well personally no but I mean people who absolutely need something and they want something Google branded and they want something with Chrome OS and they're trying to get their student something just to browse the internet and not game and not you know do all kinds of stuff like that it's a good option I mean for six hundred fifty bucks it's a decent laptop but I mean. There's also better ones out there. Yeah. So some of the things that I heard, um, the keyboard is apparently really good. Apparently it has like one of the, a really, really good keyboard. Um, 
that's coming from a Vergecast video. Apparently, Dieter is like in love with that. But um, they're a, apparently it's it's running off of eighth um, gen Intel uh, core components on the inside. So that's it's a generation old. So that's kind of like a are they kind of using this as like a used parts bin kind of thing that they're just trying to make extra money off of? I agree with you that it's not going to sell very well um, because the Pixelbook didn't sell very well. Oh no, so, it didn't sell. I mean, it didn't that was a, well at all. That was a very like extremely niche product. That was like that was a thousand dollar Chromebook. Not many people were looking for that. Um, so I don't know. Maybe a, a lower price one will do better. I mean, I'm sure just because it is lower price, it will attract more people. But I just I don't know. I just don't. I don't ever see myself being a, a Chrome OS user just because I like to be able to have the versatility of Windows or um, Mac OS. Right. I, I think well, it's like, a lot better. Whenever you're, whenever you you're you're used to that Windows operating, you know, system, I you're used to that and you're used to doing things on the fly. You know exactly how to do things. Chrome OS limits you a lot. <laughs> if you're just like. Chrome OS and, and, and Chromebooks in general, they're meant for people who literally just need to access the internet, maybe a few apps, maybe a game of solitaire. That's like the minimalist laptop. And I agree that it was created, but I don't agree that it's that Chrome OS is put into the Pixelbook and the Pixelbook Go. I realize that that's their operating system. However, it's just they, they got to have something else. Um, to go along with it that just makes it more Windows-esque and makes it so, like, you can do more with the operating system and you, you can do more. Um, you could do more with it. And it, I, I don't know. Using Chromebooks in school, in, in high school, um, I didn't like it. I mean, I would I would much rather have used the, the MacBooks that they had. But, I mean, it was, it was what they had. So I really couldn't complain. But, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean that's pretty much a recap of what they had. Um, they they I mean they talked more about uh, software. So Google Stadia, their gaming streaming software, whatever it is, game streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. C- c- coming out uh, in November. I think it was like November fourteenth or something like that. But they just said November, which is fantastic. That's next month. That's great. Hopefully, we'll be able to try it out. Um, and it was just a lot of. New things that Google Assistant Assistant can do. More uh, news on Google Assistant making appointments for you, and um, also something that's coming in 2020 is Pixel Buds, which are kind of like the previous Pixel Buds, just fully wireless, and they can do a couple things. Um, but I mean, it's not like everything that we're dreaming of. Um, I'm a little bit skeptical about them just because they haven't come out yet. Um, it's not, they don't, they're not supposed to come out until uh, spring of 2020. So I'm sure we'll do more news about them in a later podcast, but I mean, that's just kind of something else that they announced at that point. Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed that they seem like they're ready to go and they don't have them out. Yeah. I mean, there was an interview done with, um, one of their, one of their higher ups, uh, a guy like in charge of the hardware and whatnot. And he had a pair that was fully functioning and working. And they aren't selling them until next year. So, like, that just has me a little perplexed and confused as to why they're not ready to go. But I, I mean, that, that's, I, I don't know. That's, that's kind of bad for them. Just because, like, it still does not have a headphone jack. It still does not have a headphone jack. 
So if either you're using the dongle or you're going to buy a pair of, you know, I mean, AirPods will work on this thing. So why not just buy a pair of AirPods? I mean, like, it, what, what's what's stopping you from buying another pair of Bluetooth earbuds? And then once you have those, being happy with those, and then next year, whenever the Pixel Buds come out, you're just like, well, I mean, I have, I have a pair of like of, this. You know. This holiday season, I think, is going to be huge for fully wireless earbuds. The AirPods are going to sell like hotcakes. Oh right? yeah, they're going to sell so well. And I thought. And maybe Google was pushing for it and just couldn't make it happen. But I, I don't know. Like, that would have been such a perfect situation for them to be like, okay, here's our offering in time for the holiday season this year where fully wireless earbuds are super hot. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I mean, like I said, kind of disappointed, kind of sad. It's, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's whatever. Google is just going to suffer from it because they didn't put it out soon enough. But. You know, if it's not if it's not actually ready, then it's not actually ready. And so they can't sell it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think that I mean, I don't think it's like the worst play altogether. But I do think that I do think that they should have released it before the holiday season or at least release it in like the beginning, you know, the beginning of November or middle of November with Google Stadia or something like that. Like like just to have it there to have a sale on it, because I mean. Honestly, I think that the Pixel Buds will probably do better than the actual Pixel phone. Just because, like, I think that people with uh, Samsung phones, I mean, they say the Galaxy Buds are okay. Like, the Galaxy Buds are, like, they sound good. Like, they're they're okay. But if someone doesn't want to pay for Bose fully wireless, you know, earbuds or Sony ones or something like that, I mean, the Pixel Buds are a great alternative. But if they're not out, then they're just missing out on a lot. And, and and Google's missing out on that on that um, on that customer. So no, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, but it, so another thing, moving on from the Google event because I think that's kind of like we we talked about that for a while. Really, right? really, what they covered um, and really what was important out of that entire event. Um, Let's ask a deep personal question. Yeah, this is this is this is very, getting very very deep. So. Over the last couple of weeks, um, I have been thinking back on my life and thinking back. I'm not going to get really like, actually personal. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to get really personal, but like this is about like specifically about tech. Um, thinking back on my life the past couple of weeks, um, I, I just kind of been thinking about how has it been transitioning from my Android phone, my Pixel Three XL, to an iPhone. Right, because I have used Android phones for so long, but now that I'm using an iPhone, I, I, past me would have never thought that I would be using an iPhone right now. Past me would have never thought. However, now that it has happened, was it that bad? And what were the kind of like disadvantages? Disadvantages. And then what were some advantages from switching? So the the big question is, why is it so hard for people to switch from Android to iPhone or vice versa? But typically it's people that switch from Android to iPhone um, is, is, the, is the popular switch. Um, just because iPhone is still growing, um, even though Android phones hold about 80% of the market share in the world. But so, I, and I think it all boils down to the big debate, the big bias, the big stigma in the world. Are you a green bubble or are you a blue bubble? And I that's 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 something 
despise this. It's, I, I mean, why do you think that people despise these green bubbles? Like, why, why is the green bubble seen as this, this terrible thing? Well, because it's an inconvenience. It, you're not able to do the same things that you are with somebody that has an iPhone. Like, you can't have the same text messages. You can't do all the same features with them. It just doesn't, isn't the same. And so, I mean, I'm sure most everybody knows, like, the whole the like level of bullying and just, you know, not accepting people, not talking to people because they have an Android phone. It's just, like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> And like I so so ashamed of that as a, as a race that we've let this thing come of us, you know. It, and bullying people because of the tech that they have. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, I, I I don't agree with it. I mean, like being a blue bubble right now. The only having an iPhone. Let's call it having that. an let's, iPhone. Let's yeah. get. I don't want to use that jargon because that's just uh, <laughs> makes um, me sick on the inside. Yeah, uh, but but like having an iPhone. The only time that I have found it to be a very big inconvenience for a green bubble is a group chat because as soon as one person has a green bubble the entire group chat has to be green bubble or like like it i I send things as green bubbles so like you know because they won't they won't see everything that you know i see or like if i like their their um like if i hold down on their on their message and i like it they won't see that they see it like blah 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 liked this message or something like that and like they're like what like what what the heck did you do so like having to answer for that or if i want if i need to do something now and i like i need to facetime someone or like talk to someone in person like you can't do that just right there you have to download like skype uvu whatever the heck they use and and you know you're right have that inconvenience i think there's other there's other things that are um besides like the group chat or a, a normal text message um sending pictures between pictures and videos between um an iphone and an android phone and my experience has not been a great time there have been times where i'm like my mom or a family member or a friend is like hey i gotta send you this video i get it and then it comes in and it's like 144p super small super grainy and i can't see anything <laughs> it's like oh nice video yeah so it's like wow that's a great video i can't see or understand anything and so like there's just a there's just an issue sending back and forth between because they're using different protocols it's so, like that's a that's an that's like part of the inconvenience thing where it's just like you can't like between an iphone and an iphone you can send pictures back and forth willy-nilly and everything's perfectly fine full quality but just between android and iphone it just doesn't work because of the way that they're structured and 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 this so this terminology I forget what the actual like uh, what the acronym is uh, like I, I forget what the words are but it's called RCS messaging so like it's rich something rich something. I, something I forget the actual terms like but it's rich text so meaning that um the, the reason why blue bubbles are blue bubbles is because that is an internet based messaging. So not only is it using the cell reception, it is using the mobile data that is available in the area plus any Wi-Fi. That is why you were able to text with Wi-Fi even if there's no reception around. Like literally, but I mean with an Android phone, if there's no reception, you're you're screwed. You you literally, the only thing you can do maybe do is Wi-Fi calling. That's it. Well, yeah, and you can use like a third-party app like um, WhatsApp and whatnot to send Wi-Fi messages. But yes, that's exactly what But if you don't want to do that, then iMessage is comparable to is like WhatsApp or something. Right. Sends over Wi-Fi or cellular data. Right. And like, I I, I don't know. I, I mean, personally, it, there's, 
there's pros and cons to each, right? There's pros and cons to a green bubble and there's pros and cons to a blue bubble. Having been both, um, well, okay. There's no, there's no pros to being a green bubble on an iPhone. True. And there is pros to Android. There's pros to iOS. I think is the bigger question. There. Yeah, that's true. And like, there's that's, no green bubble, blue bubble crap between two Android phones. There's nothing like that. I mean, that's true. And like, that's, that's something that, I mean, I guess we can kind of transition into now. Um, but like, having the differences in between the two operating systems like you know i I, iphone right so everyone that has an iphone is running the ios operating system the i operating system android phones samsung google lg motorola uh, oneplus you name it those are all android operating system running phones so plus is technically oxygen but Based but, off Android. Well, okay, but it's it's a variant just, of Android. I'm just saying I'm it's just saying. it's a variant of Android, um, which which still kind of stems from the same you know mindset of you can change what you want. So, um, pretty much, I mean, what makes it so hard for someone to, you know, look at the operating system that they have, Android, and say, you know what, I think I want to go to iOS or like. What makes it so hard if someone is like dead set on getting an iPhone and they have uh, a Samsung Galaxy S8 and they're like, I want the newest iPhone, but I don't want to switch. Like, why do you think that that's so hard for them? Like, what 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 do you think that they just don't want to get rid of that is looks looks so shiny and, 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 and so popular on the other side? That's that is iOS. Like, what, what do you think that people just can't get that can't? loosen that grasp on as far as android goes oh man um i would have to say like when i look at the two operating systems i see a a simplistic one and i see a more complex one and so i think the the difficult transition for me going from an android phone to an iphone was like i can't customize it how i want to like the iphone essentially is like i can change my the layout of the apps and i could change like my wallpaper with an android phone you can do so much to that right um you know putting you can put the icons specifically where you want them you can change the size of the icons you can change a wallpaper you can make uh the you could put well i guess they do have dark mode both now um like you could put themes on it if you want. You could put different launchers on it that make it look complete. Like there's so much to that, and I think for me that was like I kind of missed that. Like I'm like I don't have that customization, you know, because like I do like to take time to customize my phone a little bit and make it fit my needs the best. And so with an iPhone, you can't necessarily do that. And like it's like watching you switch from the iPhone seven to the LG G seven. Um, I mean that that's the first thing I I kind of saw you do was customize your phone the way that you wanted to, and like. I agree with that. I agree that people just don't want, they want to customize their phone to make it simple for them. But as soon as they're given a phone and the, the operating system on the phone is like, hey, you need to have it our way. Like, they don't like that. They, they don't want anything to do with that. But, I mean. It, it, but, the, but there's also a bunch of people that really enjoy the simplicity. Right. And that's like, if you're willing to have that, if you're willing to have a takeaway of, I can't, I can't really like, um, 
I, I can't rearrange my apps or I can't just make my phone my own phone by rearranging things my like in my own way. If you're willing to have that as a takeaway and just kind of like not have it on your phone at all, I think and, and, and you're willing to, to give that up for the simplicity of the operating system that is the iOS operating system on it's iPhone. Just, it's just one of those things you're going to struggle with. Uh, right. You're just going to struggle that like that's just one of the hard things from switching to Android iPhone. But but are, are, are people, even though they're struggling, are people able to still give that up and say, you know what, I'm just going to dive into this ecosystem? Well, I mean, I did. Well, we both did. Yeah. We both did. I and it's, it's definitely doable. I think there there is definitely more people switching from Android to iPhone than there are from iPhone to Android. I would definitely think that that's the case. Yeah. I mean, with with... with Going back to the blue bubble, with the blue bubble being more popular and, you know, the iPhone is seen as almost like um, like a popular like a popularity status or almost like a financial status too. like like you, know, you have or, to or have like one to show people status. that you have money. And right, because iPhones are so dang expensive. I mean, they're known for being so dang expensive ever since, you know iPhone 6 <laughs> like they've just been they've just been going up in price every single year but um but I mean it's just been all my friends have iPhones so I need an iPhone and that's like the mentality that people are getting I mean whenever I I just I just thought about you know when I have kids and they're going to want a phone right what phone do I give them because they're going to be hey dad I want an iPhone because Ricky, Lauren, and Maya all have iPhones, oh, and I want up, one. You come up with those on your off the top of your head there. <laughs> yeah, those are all those are all the names. Nice, but but like, but, but I mean, it's true. If 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 my son or daughter comes home and says all my friends have an iPhone and all I have is this flip phone, track phone, whatever from Walmart, I want an iPhone. I mean, do I give them an iPhone? Or do they give them something like an Android where I can put permissions on or I can, you know, I can sort of customize it the way that I need to for like just to give it to them and so that they can learn that? Like, should I start them off with Android or should I just give them what they what they want and then have iPhone? And they're, and they're going to do the same thing with their kids. So that's how the iPhone mentality or that's how the iPhone just almost virus, the cult, that's how it spreads. <laughs> and so as it spreads there's gonna be more people that are like huh all of my friends have iphones i'm the only one with my samsung galaxy s9 what am i doing with my life and it makes you question it makes you question what you're doing so i mean i i don't know it it and and some of it just boils down to what you're going to be doing with your phone right yeah exactly. um the the overall like the, the hardware so iPhones are, are are you know known for being glass sandwiches, and same thing with Samsung. Super premium, and 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 same thing with with a whole bunch of fl- flagship companies. But they a lot of Android phones still come in plastic, and aluminum, and just uh, some of them rubber. I mean, you can get different phones that run the Android operating system and have them be indestructible. I mean, I, where would we be without Nokia? Nokia, you can you know, throw it against a wall, run run it over, hurt its feelings, and it would still be perfectly fine. But with an iPhone, sometimes you drop it from, you know, 
you know, just just, I just dropped, from like waist I height. My iPhone when I like two days after I got it, I dropped it maybe from a foot, and it broke. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's they're fragile. I mean, if you don't put a case on it, obviously they're fragile. And like, and that goes that goes for any that goes for any case. glass sandwich phone, Samsung, LG, anything. They're all fragile. So yeah. it's not. We're just using the iPhone as an example, right? I mean, but the the thing is, you don't have an extra option, like. As far as the Android operating system goes, you can get <clears throat> you can get a Caterpillar phone, like the Cat phone, mm-hmm. that's rubber around the around the sides. You can get a Samsung, you know, J f- series phone that is plastic on the back, and it won't break whenever you drop it for the first time. However, you know, it <clears throat> all iPhones, you have no choice. Even my iPhone 11, which is supposed to be durable, it's glass on the back. What do you think is going to happen if I drop this? <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? So, I mean, it's it, I guess it just does depend on what you're going to be doing with your phone as well. Um, so, I, another thing that we kind of want to talk about is um, the period in time in which, and, and we kind of still do it now, but the period in time in which we jumped from Android to iPhone and moved our Sims back and forth. I want to talk about that time. And what we experienced in between our two experiences. Okay. So, so you, as we know, uh, you do have my Pixel Two, um, nice. and that's kind of what you have been jumping back and forth to that in your tennis and your tennis uh, packs. Mine has been my old ten and my Pixel Three XL. <clears throat> what have you experienced in jumping back and forth? Have you necessarily favored one over the other? Have you kind of done different things on each phone or have you kind of like spaced out your time in between each phone and give and gave like the equal amount of love to each phone in the process? Um, so since I got the iPhone um, over the summer, I have not put my SIM back in the Pixel. Um, I've just Ooh. been carrying I've been carrying the Pixel as a second phone and using it as that in that way um so i would say one of the biggest things that i noticed between the two is the battery life the pixel 2 is now going in at second year of life um or more than second year of life and i'll charge that thing up overnight i'll have both of them charging and wake up in the morning put them in the bag and then by the end of the day the pixel is darn near like 20% and the iPhone's only sitting at like 60. And so like, that's like a huge difference. And obviously that's just because the phone's older, it's been used more um, and it's not as optimized as an iPhone is. But it's interesting because whenever the phone first launched, it was known for its battery. The pixel, the pixel phone phones were known for their excellent battery. I mean, whenever I, whenever I first got my pixel two, the battery was tremendous, better than my brand new S seven galaxy S seven. But I mean, I don't know. So that was one of the biggest things that I, I've noticed. Um, the other thing is just the quickness of the phone at this point. Like, like I had mentioned earlier in the podcast, Pixel phones tend to slow down, and that's due to their lack of RAM and everything. And so I definitely can tell the difference switching back and forth. Um, I'm seeing how snappy and quick my 10s Max is compared to the Pixel phone. So it's a, it's like a it's a world of difference. It's, yeah. it's insane. Um, so that's like one of the other major things I've noticed. And um, 
I'd have to say the last thing I noticed is the screen quality. The Pixel 2 XL is not like a terrible screen quality, but it, it is not kind of at the same level that the iPhone XS Max is at. The iPhone, the 10s Max's screen is fantastic, really, really bright. Um, you know, the the um, the colors are great. Don't have, I won't ever have to worry about any of that burning crap like as soon as people were seeing it on the Pixel 2. So, I, I, I just to clarify, I don't have any of that currently on the Pixel 2. I don't see any of that. So, I don't know. You I think those are like burning? kind of the three things that I've noticed um, when I'm using each one every day that the those are like the three main differences. Obviously, the operating system is different and like it's just like a switch back and forth between the two. But yeah, and I'm, pre- I'm pretty much the same way. I mean, even when I used my um, even when I used my Pixel 3 and my iPhone 10, I still got better battery life on my iPhone 10. And like it, it, even though the battery is smaller, it's just like it's not doing as many things. It's not it's not, you know, because the Android operating system is so fragmented compared to the iOS operating system. I mean, it's just a lot more things that it has to do at once in order to do in order to do like a simple task. That the iPhone just does a task and it's done like it doesn't have to do anything else. The Android operating system, it says, do this, do this, do this, and then all of those things are going to perform this task. So it, it kind of like does like double, triple, quadruple the work. Um, and, and that's what, that's what, that's how the battery kind of takes its toll. Um, but I've been like on the same way and it's just, iPhone just feels smoother. Um, I mean, if you would have asked me a year, even two years ago, if, you know, would you ever have an iPhone? I would have said no. But I mean, after buying my coworker's old iPhone 10 and experiencing that kind of uh, experiencing that the, the operating system and the ecosystem like that, I mean, I've I've learned a lot. There's some things that I do miss about the Android phones and the Android operating system. Like I could put my pick my SIM into my Pixel at any point that I want. However, there are some things that you know, if I were to put it in the the Pixel phone, there are a lot of things. That I would miss with the iPhone, and I think it's getting to the point where there'd be a lot more things I'd miss with an iPhone than there would be a lot like than the amount of things that I would miss if I were to stick with the iPhone, you know, than the Pixel. Like, like it, there would be a lot of things I would miss from the Pixel if I were to just stick with the iPhone for you know the rest of my life. So, I mean, it's just it's just a matter of preference. We both like things being done very quickly and very you know efficiently and just yeah. mm-hmm. kind of like done right there. Whereas someone who has a little bit more patience and they like they want to customize something, they want to save something a little bit easier, they would rather have the Android phone. And it's it's all a matter of preference. This is just kind of like getting you thinking about the out the overall stigma of like what people think between the green and blue bubble, the 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 green and blue war that goes on between the mobile phone community. I mean, it's just it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of crazy that we have started this overall brawl between which phone is better, but I think it just comes down to what are you using your phone for and what's going to be- what's going to benefit you the most. Being two techie guys, the iPhone just seems like a clear winner. However, there still are a lot of advantages that even we can acknowledge to having an Android phone. So I can see myself using both. Yeah, easily. And like, if and if I could afford it, and if I if I had the money to drop right now, would I get the Pixel Four? Probably, 
just has just as like a, a phone just on the side, just that I could use, you know, for casual YouTube or something like that with the 90 hertz display. However, you know, I mean, it's it, where we are both in college, so I mean, money is not like the most abundant thing right now. So having the you know, having just to have one phone. I think we would both rather prefer just to have an iPhone, just be done with it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what your extra thoughts are on the subject, or um, if you have any extra thoughts. No, I don't really have any. I think I think we covered it pretty well there. Yeah, but uh, I mean that, that's just kind of wrap, wrapping up the whole Android versus iPhone debate. It's just like I don't know. You kind of have to form your own opinion, and it doesn't really matter what anyone else says about your opinion because like <laughs> they don't know what's beneficial for you and what's good for you only you know what phone is good for you just by testing just by reading rev- reading reviews reading articles w- and what have you just try not to make the articles as biased as other people may seem so i don't know and that i, th- I feel like that statement should end the you know the green and blue bubble war but the war will press on the war, the the battle between which phone is best will press on, and it will continue to press on. But I don't know. Tell us, tell us, uh, tell us what you guys think. Tweet at us. Um, I have our Twitter handles in the bio. But before we go, I want to talk about two extra little Easter eggy things. Um, so the movie that we, a movie that we recently saw, we saw together, um, Joker. I'm not sure what your thoughts about it were, but I personally, I loved it. It's very dark. Very dark. Very creepy. It wasn't like DC at all, but I love that about it. It was very far from what a typical DC movie would be. I mean, typically, that level of darkness, it felt like a Marvel movie, but I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't a Marvel movie because it just felt like, yes, this is all DC. This is all Joker. I'm soaking it in right now. It was so dark, and it was so... I think that they captured the Joker's mind and put it in a movie form very perfectly. Like, the Joker is that sinister, and like everyone's like, it's too dark. Well, what else would you expect going into the mind of the Joker, one of the most psychotic villains in the DC Universe ever created? Like, it's just... You, you, you have to enter that mindset, and you have to enter that world in order to get any bit of feeling of, of how the Joker felt in, in his life. and But, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, I would definitely watch it. We're not going to spoil anything. We're not going to, you know, dive into the movie and, and kind of dissect it, you know, scene by scene. Um, but, if you, like I said, if you haven't seen... If you haven't seen the movie, I would definitely recommend watching it. Even if you don't like dark movies and scary movies, it's not really scary. It's more of like a thriller. But... It's not something I would take your kids to go see. It is rated R. However, um, you know, I, I I think it's I think it is a very powerful movie, and honestly, it sparks a couple good movements. So I mean, it's I don't know. It, it, it kind of form your own opinion, just like the Android and iPhone debate. Just kind of form your own opinion, and um, I don't know. It's, some people like it, some people don't. But personally, I liked it, and and I know that uh, I know that Tyler liked it as well. Yeah. Um, so, something that we like to do here, um, which we kind of made a thing last time, was yeah, uh, Ty- Tyler sh- showed us a random fact and shared with us a- a- something very random for the day. 
So um, take it away, Tyler. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make this a regular thing. Um, so I'm I'm thrilled for this. This is great. <laughs> I'm 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 very excited. All right. So my random fact for today. This is something that I talked about in my geology class. Um, blew my mind again, just like last, just like the last time, um, with how you see your vision is actually upside down. It's crazy. Um, but today's random fact is that glass is a liquid. Why glass is a liquid technically? Oh, oh, oh technically. Te- te- okay. Technically. Okay. Um, so glass is neither a liquid uh, or a solid. It's actually called an amphorous solid. And so it's a state between the two states. So it's like between a solid and a liquid. It's kind of crazy. Um, and so the way that people uh, like first discovered this was um, with glass, over time, glass, if so like the, the, the classic example is that like you look at a um, like a big glass, um, what am I trying to look, what am I trying to say? Uh, like a glass window, big big glass window of like a church or something and like you can you can like of an old old church you can see that the windows are thicker at the bottom than they are at the top which essentially means that the, it, it flowed down due to gravity and so this was what um, kind of caused people to be like whoa what the heck is going on here why is this glass moving um, essentially it's just um, they, they're the super highly organized structure that's like what glass is but it's able to move down because just because of the way the way the um, atoms are structured in it, the the, the um, material like essentially just moves super super slow over time. So very interesting. I thought it was really cool. Um, I didn't do too much reading into it. I just kind of was like, wow, that kind of blew my mind, and then like accepted it as fact and called it there. So well, yeah, because every time you look in a window, you're actually looking you're through looking liquid at a, at a liquid technically or a, a in between a technical liquid. liquid. Yeah, you're looking through a technical liquid, everybody. When you look through the window, just think about that next time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as long as there's nothing that you want to add to the podcast. I do not believe so. Uh, you do not believe so. So we're going to end it right here. Thanks for listening. Um, be sure to, to, like I said, tweet at us. Uh, left our twiddle hand. Twiddle handles. <laughs> I, left, I left our Twitter handles uh, in the bio or depending on the site, I left it in the actual comments. Um but yeah, thanks a ton for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dorm Tech. Um, next episode, we'll be covering more about the uh, the Pixel Buds, more tech news, and um, possibly another large debate as far as um, you know technology and using technology in everyday lives as far as uh, homes go. Um, so, so so to record that and and share that with you guys. Um, but I. I hope to see you and uh, and have your ears next time that we have the podcast. Um, until next time, study your tech. There's a lot to learn. Peace out, everybody. See ya.